0: This program is brought to you by babawaymedia.org, overseen by the Uluga'a Church of Christ in Uluga'a, Oklahoma. You're listening to For This I Bow My Knees with Tracy Frederick. The book of Matthew doesn't give the account. Mark does, and he says that they were mourning and weeping in chapter 16, verse 10. Chapter 24 of Luke says that the eleven were together when those that saw Jesus told them about their experience. And in John chapter 20, the specifics are told that the 11 were gathered on the first day of the week, locked in a room together because they feared the Jews. That's, what, that's when they saw their master after his death in verse 19. It says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. It shouldn't surprise us that they were together on that Sunday worshiping God as their master had taught them, as they were directed to come together on the first day of the week. But this would have been the first time the eleven had worshiped together without him, without him directing them what to do. Do you recall the teaching? The last time they were together breaking bread, what is commonly known as the Last Supper, do you recall what he told them? Do you remember just a few scriptures, a mere seven chapters in the book of John, previous in chapter 13? Jesus gives his last advice to those chosen few. In this situation, he washes their feet. He breaks the bread. He says that one of them will betray him. Peter, of course, worries that it's him. Peter always worries. And he was right. He did betray Christ. But no, it wasn't him that sold the Christ. It was Judas, of course. So now in chapter 20, it is finished. Chapter 20 of John. Their master has been crucified and there are 11 who are war- gathered together to worship. Only 11. One was missing, Judas, of course. There's little information that we know about what was said or done around the table that night or any night after the betrayal of Jesus in the garden. The Holy Spirit determined that it was not important to not recount the conversation that was held around that table following the scene in the garden, the trial, the torture, the crucifixion. Nothing is said. Isn't that interesting? Not a word. The Holy Spirit doesn't make mistakes. And every word is important. I think that many of us step over the fact that there were only 11 sitting around that table that night as if it were normal, as if it were natural to discount Judas, when in fact it was not. For all of the years that our Lord's ministry on this earth, he had 12 chosen men who accompanied him. 12. In Mark chapter 6, verse 7 through 9, Jesus set sent out the apostles, the passage reads, and he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. He commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics Also he said to them, And whatever place you enter, a house, stay there until you depart from that place. And wherever will not receive you nor hear you, then you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So they went out and preached that people should repent and they cast out demons. And anointed with oil many who were sick and they healed them. Did you notice the passage said and he summoned the twelve not eleven. Judas was with him. Judas was included. In John chapter 4 verse 2 and following when Jesus was preaching and and his disciples were baptizing we can assume that Judas was there and that Judas was baptizing as an apostle of Christ. When Jesus preached and healed the sick and then fed the 5,000 in John chapter 6, Judas was probably there. Then after that miracle, Judas was probably in the boat when Jesus walked on the water out to them in verses 15 through 21. We could go on and on, but you get the idea, don't you? Judas was there every step of the way, witnessed the miracles, even saw Jesus cast out demons. Judas was among those given the power by Jesus the Christ to do all of this himself, as evidence in Matthew chapter ten, verses one through eight, when Jesus sent them out, as was referenced a moment ago in my reading in chapter John. John. My point: the eleven sat around that table after the death of their Lord, and one chair was empty. Did they become weak and wonder if it was all worth it when they looked at that chair? Did they lose their zeal when they looked at that empty chair? Did they question if their faith was well, all for nothing because of that empty chair? That all of those years of following Christ was a waste? Did the conversation around that table move to talking about Judas and how he was just so faithful and wonder what could have happened, what possibly could have happened Did the conversation go something like this? Well, maybe if James had been nicer to Judas that this might not have happened. Maybe if Andrew and Thomas had been more social, invited Judas to more gatherings, he wouldn't have behaved that way. Maybe there were cliques. We know that Jesus was outspoken about those he loved more dearly. Maybe it was Jesus' fault that he didn't show Judas enough love. Yeah, I can't imagine any of them saying that either. Could you? That's absurd. But Judas wanted fame. We know that. He wanted fortune and he didn't get it. We know that. Satan knew just how to lure him away. And Judas took the bait. James chapter 1 verse 14. But Jesus chose well in his apostles, didn't he? Yeah. Like he knew that the 11 would be strong enough to handle the empty chair the discouragement that would come from losing one of their own when they were at their most vulnerable. We know that on that day, on that Sunday evening, they worshipped behind a locked door. They worshipped faithfully unto death. They worshipped even though they probably were marked men because they were known to have walked with the Son of God. Judas was recognized by the empty chair. We know that every single one of the eleven were faithful unto death. We know that in John chapter 17, in that heartfelt prayer, our Savior prayed for these men who would be hated by the world and would have to endure horrible deaths and lives because of their behalf on him. If you read that chapter, Jesus prayed for us too. We know that those apostles had to endure the loss of one of their own. And one of their own would not only betray their master, but would also betray them, right? With a kiss. I mean, Jesus said in that kiss that Jesus was not the king. He could be killed. That after all the miracles, the preaching, the healing that he had witnessed, Judas said, I'm out. And he walked away from his seat at the table. There are many of us who are sitting in pews around family dinner tables left to look at empty chairs, aren't we? They may be physically empty or just spiritually empty, but either way, the chair is empty. They got up and they walked away and we remain. I know it is hard. Jesus knew it would be hard. The apostles knew and know that it is hard. That's why Jesus prayed for them in John chapter 17, verses nine through 19. And I hope that you will take a moment to read that passage closely and read the part that he prayed for you and me, if you are one of his, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, 1 Peter three twenty-one. So those of us who remain around the table, what do we do? I think the apostles set a great example for us too, didn't they? Because they worship their God and not the empty chair. We thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bowway Media by visiting us at BowwayMedia.org. You can also find us on several uh, social media platforms now. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope you will share with others. And as always, we thank you for listening.